0: Um and when you when you look at the Bible, you see so many times that God provided for His people in unusual ways, ways that don't don't make sense, like water from a rock, um, manna, which the word means what is it? I mean. Space-age food source, supernatural food source that would keep them healthy and their bodies fit on a long journey, coins out of a fish's mouth. On and on and on, many of the miracles that we read accounts of in the Bible are when God brought provision to his people from unusual sources, sources that you would not expect. And I just, I believe that uh, what we're moving into, or maybe what we're into already, we need to keep our eyes open. I don't know what made them caused them to look in the fish's mouth. If it had been me, it'd probably just stayed there, the money would have stayed there. <laughs> Cause I don't wanna open a fish's mouth. But maybe it was when they were cleaning the fish to cook it that they found the money for it to pay their taxes. Who would think that you could get water out of a rock? This song, talk, the next song we're singing after the first one, talks about honey in the rock. We're, we are supernatural people, and we live as supernatural people expecting the unexpected, expecting the impossible. But I think God wants to, us to tune our awareness to the impossible. The um, improbable. And we're going to see things come to pass that we really couldn't even dream of. I mean, who would think coins out of a fish's mouth That's not something you would pray for. Oh God, I ask that this next fish that you bring me would have enough money in it to pay my taxes. That's... And I think sometimes we expect God to do things in ways that make sense to us. But that's not how he works. He's creative, and I think he just delights in dazzling us with his um, power and his grace and most of all his love. Okay, so that's what I have to say. Let's worship, because he is so worthy. Lord, you are so worthy. Lord, we love the surprises that you give us. Those unexpected, improbable moments when you move on our behalf and you bring provision for us. Thank you. Thank you, Lord.
1: Who am I that the highest king would welcome me? I was lost, but he brought me in. Oh, his love for me. Oh, his love for me. Who the sun sets free is free. at last he has ransomed me his grace runs deep while i was a slave to sin jesus died for me Yet Yes, There's honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got. There's honey in the rock. Let's sing that again. There's honey in the rock. Water in the stone manna on the ground no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know Everything I need you've got there's honey in the rock Honey in the rock Praying for a miracle For the living well Only you can satisfy Sweetness at the mercy seat Now I've tasted It's not hard to see Only you can satisfy There's honey in the rock There's honey in the rock. There's honey in the rock. There's honey in the rock. Freedom where the Spirit is. Bounty in the wilderness. You will always satisfy. There's honey water in the stone man on the ground no matter where i go i don't need to worry now that i know everything i need you've got there's honey in the rock purpose in your plan power in the blood healing in your hands started flowing when you said it is done Everything you did is enough. There's honey in the rock. I keep looking. I keep finding. You keep giving. Keep providing. I have I keep praying, you keep moving. I keep praising, you keep proving. I have all that I need. You are all that I need. I keep looking, I keep finding. You keep giving, you keep providing. I have all that I need. Need. I keep praying, you keep moving. I keep praising, you keep proving. I have all that I need. You Honey in the rock, water in the stone, manna on the ground no matter where I go. I don't need to worry now that I know everything I need you've got. There's honey in the rock, purpose in your plan, power in the blood, healing in your hands. Started flowing when you said it is done everything you did is enough everything you did Zeno enough oh how sweet how sweet it is to trust in you Jesus oh how sweet how sweet it is to trust in you Jesus oh how sweet how sweet it is To trust in you, Jesus.
2: Mm-hmm. I said if you ever cut it with any high milk, with water, or any honey, then it rocks. With mm-hmm. pure honey, they found honey that's hundreds of years old. Wow.
0: There's provision. There's provision for us. Wow.
1: Like sheep without a shepherd, we had strayed. We had turned everyone to our own way. And there seemed to be no help, no way to wash away our sins. It would take a perfect sacrifice to make us whole again. In mercy, God sent us his only son. For in all heaven and earth, there was salvation one whose blood could wash us clean whose power could set us free by his victory we have been redeemed the lamb has prevailed sin has been defeated oh And he has been found worthy. Oh, hallelujah. The Lamb has prevailed. Like sheep without a shepherd, we had strayed. We had turned everyone to our own way seemed to be no help, no way to wash away our sins. It would take a perfect sacrifice to make us whole again. In mercy God sent us his only son. For in all heaven and earth There was only one whose blood could wash us clean, whose power could set us free. By his victory, we have been redeemed. The Lamb has prevailed. Sin has been defeated. The Lamb has prevailed And what sacrifices could not do The Lamb has done for us Purchased our salvation When he died on the cross Rising in power He broke given the name above all names. The Lamb has prevailed. Sin has been defeated. Oh, great, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? He has prevailed, and he prevailed. He has prevailed. And he has been found worthy. Oh, hallelujah. The Lamb has prevailed.
0: worship you Lord we worship you Jesus we exalt you
1: <clears throat> Hallelujah what a savior friend of sinners Lamb who was slain Hallelujah such a great savior When we call on his name, hallelujah, hallelujah, what a Savior, hallelujah, hallelujah, what a Savior. save. Hallelujah, what a Saviour. the stain of sin hallelujah such a gentle shepherd wounded healer he makes us whole again hallelujah hallelujah what a saint Has the power to save. Only Jesus has the power to save. Only Jesus has the power to save. Hallelujah. What a savior. Worthy is the Lamb for sinners slain. Worthy is the Lamb for sinners slain. You died on the cross, then you rose from the grave. is the lamb for sinners slain. Jesus is the lamb for sinners slaying you don't sinners slain worthy is the lamb for sinners slain you died on the cross then you rose from the grave worthy
0: is going to come this morning and share with us.
3: So I just wanna say before I pray, um, I was struck. I don't think I've ever told you this, Kay, but the first time I ever heard you sing uh, was on a cassette tape that was owned by a friend of mine, Mitchell Benjavango, in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I was not part of anything in Regina or, you know. And I remember hearing this album, I don't remember which one it was, but it would have been in the 90s someplace. And uh, I was just taken away. And it was one of the first times I used to listen to a gentleman by the name of Bobby Yala. Do you remember Bobby Yala? Amazing um, singer from the 1970s. And when you listen to him sing, he's very hard to find online now. But when you listen to him sing, um, he transports you someplace because all he would do was take the heart of the Word of God and move it into lyrics that's it. And it was amazing. And I found that in your music. And as I was sitting there today, I just was, I, I, I wasn't planning to say this, but this is just, it struck me today and I think it's worth saying that I watched on the bottom of the songs. So when was the first album that you put out? When was the first Was ninety six because that would have been what I would have been in Calgary still, yeah. So, so from nineteen ninety six to two thousand and twenty three, you know that is a for anybody in the music industry of any kind, or even in just in the worship industry, to, and God still using you, it's your life it comes from your heart, it comes from your very being, I don't know, I used to tell people that if I wasn't singing I was dying and it's true, right I mean, and so it just keeps coming from you no matter what and you've kept that fountain open and that deserves gratitude we just want to say thank you or I want to say thank you this morning because I was very touched and it just um, yeah, exactly Thank you, Lord, yeah, because the fountain keeps flowing, and that's important. It's very important. Um, I think there's going to come a day here real soon where we're going to have a bunch of people in here who are going to be extremely touched by the reality that the fountain is still flowing, and not just through Kay, but through all of us, right? The dedication that everybody shows being here, you know, I know that Laura and Rusty are off doing other things this weekend and next weekend, right? Okay, and are they gone for two weekends? Yeah, for two weekends. So hi Rusty and Laura, I know you're listening on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is for you, Rusty. It's always for you when you're not here, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, today one of the one of the biggest things that happens in the Christian community is that somebody gets a revelation. I had a revelation a few years ago about a man named Laban in the Word of God. And I could have taken that thing and I could have run with it and I had people say to me, that's going to be your thing. You're going, to, you're going to go. Everybody's going to ask you to come and preach on that. And it may be true and it may still come to pass. But the mistake we made or make is we take something like that and then we make a doctrine out of it. And it's no longer the truth of the Word of God. And the truth of the Word of God comes from the utterance of the Word of God because the Word has power. Right? And so today I'm going to do something a little different. I might have done this once before in my entire life, but I'm not real sure. Uh, today uh, my plan is to read a big amount of Scripture to you because I think it's very relevant for the day we live in. I think we've all heard most of this Scripture before. Um, I'm going to pause at certain points and at that point what I would challenge everybody to do is if you have a notebook and paper at home or you have one here and you want to take down notes as to what God is speaking to you and I pause at that point or at any point during the message that you would. Um, the primary goal to this is to know that we can hear God for ourselves. Um, I am not a priest Jack is not a priest. Kay is not a priest. Anybody who gets up here and stands behind this podium is not a priest. So we don't have the answers for you. What we do have is we have the word of God which answers everything for all of us. And that is, that is the commitment in the heart of the Lord. Is that when he came, he came to take it away from the priests and to give it to us. And so when we make doctrines out of things, we end up in a place that can be very, very dangerous. Because what you're doing is you're taking away the seat of God. You're taking away the placement of who God is to be in our lives. He sent his son and he sacrificed his son and everything that we ever would have done that would have been harmful to us in our relationship with God was laid upon that man. And he suffered that. And we need to take that as a reality every day. And I am really preaching to myself this morning. So if I get choked up, it's because about four weeks ago, I had a sticker that was on the uh, back of my my Jeep. And I laugh about it because I didn't look at it as being a crass sticker. I didn't. Um, But it was a political sticker. And uh, it was encouraging Brandon to go. (laughs) You know, and I mean, I really didn't think about what it may do to people as a witness or something like that. I I just, I I at that point agreed with it because I was upset. Um, I thought it was funny, and I put it on there basically to generate conversation. And then God started to convict me, not about the sticker, but about my position in life and who I was and what God's called us to be as a couple and as a a member of this church and as a part of, of God's greater church. And is that really where we need to go? And he said, Don't take part in coarse jesting. And I went, Yep, I knew that. I knew that. I put the sticker on anyway. So I scraped the sticker off. Well, that was the beginning of God starting to talk to me about watching my words. You know, even this morning, I was getting ready to come, and I had a word pop out of my mouth. It wasn't a horrible, horrible word. It wasn't a, but I had, and I went, Father, I'm sorry. No, I need to get my words right. They need to be lined up. So today, I'm going to read this, I'm going to pause, and I really want to encourage everybody to just take notes um, and and to to really listen to what God says to you. Because the Word of God is quick. The Word of God is living. The Word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword. Um, It is powerful. It is active. It is profitable. It is true. It is useful. It stands forever. Those are the things that the Word of God does, and many, many more if you do the research on it. Here we go. We're going to start at Ephesians 4. I also want to say that this is very relative to the time that we're living in. And uh, so apply it not as a historical statement or reference, but apply it as a... as as today's word for you. Okay? Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. With all humanity, gentleness, patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, Just as also you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, through all, and in all. But to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, When he ascended on high, he led a captive of hosts, and he gave gifts to men, Now this expression, ascended, what does it mean? Except that also he descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is himself also he who ascended far from above the heavens, so that he might fill all things. And he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints and the work of service. To be building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of faith and to the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man. To the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves carried about every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men or the craftiness of deceitful and scheming men. But speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the body, being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body for the building up of itself in love. So I say and I affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the gentle Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind. How many people know right now a lot of people are walking in the futility of their own minds. It's where the desperation of no hope, no truth, no life, why am I here comes from. Okay. Being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them. Because of the hardness of their heart, and they have become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. But you did not learn Christ in this way. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you to be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on a new self, which is the likeness or image or example of God has been created in righteousness and holiness of truth. Therefore, laying aside falsehood, speak truth, each one of you with his neighbor, For we are members of one another. This is one spot where I want to stop real quickly. When he said to speak, lay aside the falsehoods, speak truth, each one of you, to his neighbor, we are members of one another, he wasn't speaking about the church. He was literally speaking about your neighbor. We have stopped speaking the truth. In all things, we have. We rein it back because it's not politically correct. We don't speak the truth out because we feel we're going to offend. Or, worse yet, we're concerned about the legalities of speaking the truth. The Word of God sets people free when they hear the truth. The reality is, is that what people are seeking more than anything right now, is truth. They want truth. If you take that statement in reference to the rest of what we read, you have to understand that when someone is stuck in immorality, it's because in essence they're seeking truth. And When I say immorality, I'm not just talking about the obvious, the pornography, the lustful things, the the way the world is speaking right now. I'm talking about immorality being apart from God what they're really seeking is truth but they don't want to submit their own selves to it because they believe it's a rule book they have a multitude of beliefs but the Lord encourages us laying aside falsehood this is what happens when you speak the truth you lay aside falsehood speak the truth each one of you with his neighbor for we are members one of another Be angry and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and do not give the devil an opportunity. He who steals must steal no longer, but rather he must labor, performing with his own hands what is good, so that he will have something to share with one who has need. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word is good for edification to the need of the moment, so that it will give grace to those who hear. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath, anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all the malice that comes with it. Now I added that in, along with all the malice that comes with it. There is a translation, I couldn't find it, that actually says that, um, but it's really irrelevant. That's the context of it, along with all of the malice, because along means as with. Okay, so it's part of be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ has forgiven you. Ephesians 5. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love just as Christ also loved. You gave you and loved you and gave himself up for us and offering as a sacrifice to God, as a fragrant aroma. But immorality, or any impurity, or greed, but not, must not even be named among you, as is proper among saints. And there must be no filthiness, or silly talk, or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather the giving of thanks. For this you know with certainty that no immoral or person. impure person Or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord, do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things come visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Therefore be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Do we take the time every day to fill ourselves with the Holy Spirit? How much time do we actually take to just sit back and, and self-edify through the speaking of tongues? That's what it is. It is. You can, you can praise the Lord, and that will definitely lift you up and bring you up. It absolutely does. It's, you enter in, right, through worship. Worship is to enter in. Okay, to the presence of God by recognizing who He is. But to fill yourself with the Holy Spirit is another act. And it's really, really clear it says that if we edify ourselves, right, when it's talking about prayer or tongues, that there's two different types of tongues, et cetera, et cetera, and I can go into all the details, but I won't. Uh, but if you have a tongue that does not have an interpretation, it's for self edification, self glorification, and you should take it privately and do that. That word actually means to charge up like a battery. Okay? That is the building up in the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I would encourage each and every one of you to be filled with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord. I don't know about you, but I have to the best of my knowledge, never walked up to anybody and said, "Kay, the Lord loves you today." <laughs> so is that what he's really talking about? No, he's, he's saying in context to the Holy Spirit that once you've edified yourself in the Holy Spirit, let the Holy Spirit come out in you in whatever way and don't be afraid if it comes out in a melodic tone or in a you know a song, um, an exhortation through music because that is the outpouring the Holy Spirit coming out of you. Speak to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to God, even the Father, and be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. That one I'm going to ask you to think about. I'm not going to put any context to it. Be subject to one another in the fear of Christ. I think there is so much depth there that I wouldn't even touch that. That's a whole teaching in itself. Wives, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is also the head of the church. He himself being the savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, also wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her so that he may sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. Because we are members of his body, for this reason a man shall leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is great but I am speaking with reference to Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you is also to love his own wife as himself, and his wife must see to it that she respects her husband. We take way too much time arguing about the word of the Lord saying that women should be subjected to men. Instead, if you read the context, three-quarters of that statement is about men making sure they're in line. Because when they are, their wife will love on them. And then you'll want nothing more than to protect, care, nurture, guard, seal, hold tight the woman that God has given you. It's a simple thing. It's a simple, simple thing. I wasn't going to say this, but so simple because it happened this morning. So simple that about a year and a half ago, the Lord challenged me. Because many times I would look over at my wife and I would think how beautiful is she? But I wouldn't say it. And the Lord said I want you to say it every time you feel it. So now, I go, look at her. Isn't she beautiful? And she goes... (laughs) But she is. Right? So I say it. And sometimes it makes her feel awkward because it's amongst other people. But I say it anyway. (laughs) Because it's an outward... Well, it's an outward working of what God is doing, right? I mean, because we have a hard time believing ourselves a lot of times. So anyway. One more... Ephesians 6. Okay, Rusty, this is for your kids. Sit them down and have them listen. (laughs) Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. I'm going to tell you a short story. Um, My mom and I had a trying relationship at best through the majority of my young life. At about the age of 33 or 34, God started to reprove me about my attitude towards my mother. By the time Dana and I had met, I knew I had to sort it out. Five years after we met, we were at a Christmas party. My mom did something to pull my triggers. And I was going to react. And the Lord said, what responsibility is it of yours to correct what she thinks of you? And I went, ooh. And then he said, honor your mother and father. That will go well with you. And I had an argument with him. <laughs> and I realized that my argument with him was not about what my mom did or didn't do. Because I love my mom to pieces. I do. She's, I call her once a week at least and I just love her. My argument with, was was with how I perceived what my mother had done to me. Oh, woe is me. If we hadn't talked about crass language, I would quote an Eagle song that is one of my favorite songs about get over it, but I won't. (laughs) But I think it is very apropos. Um, Sometimes we need to take the inner child in us and say, grow up. And that's what this whole scripture is talking about. It's talking about growing up and honoring your mother and father so that it will go well with you. Not in a narcissistic sense, in a scriptural sense. That means you do it because of Christ's love. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, Rusty. I mean, sorry. um, (laughs) For anybody listening, Rusty's the only one in our congregation that has kids, so I'm picking on him. It's not because Rusty's a bad person. He's a good guy, even though he drives a Bronco. Slaves, be obedient to those who are your masters according to the flesh. With fear and trembling in the sincerity of your heart, to Christ that's a hard one because that specifically talks to employees that is tough not by way of eye service as men pleasers but as slaves of Christ doing the will of God from the heart with good will render service as to the Lord and not to men knowing that whatever good things each one does, this he will receive back from the Lord, whether slave or free. And masters, do the same thing to them. Give up threatening, knowing that both, of, that both their master and yours is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. Finally, be strong in the Lord, And in the strength of his might, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against powers, and against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness in heavenly places." I just want to stop again for a second. Understand that in the context of everything else. We hear that scripture so often taken right out of the scripture and just used as an individual point. That is a closing argument for everything I just read in the last two two and a half, three chapters. Okay, so it is completely applicable by reference to what you do in the prior things that I've read. All right? It has to be applied that way. Or it's just a word of fluff. Not a word of faith. Okay. Therefore take up the full armor of God. So that you will be able to resist in the evil day. And having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm therefore. Having your loins girded with truth. Having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And having shod your feet For all the saints. There was a point in my life where I was praying in the spirit a lot. Uh, Dana and I had just gotten married. That wasn't why I was praying a lot. (laughs) But we had just gotten married and I was working, selling appliances of all things. And uh, I love to tell this story because I have no idea why this happened. But God chose to move at a moment in time. And I had started to show this couple a washer, a dryer, and a fridge, and a stove. They needed everything. They were moving into a new house. But I had been praying in the Spirit, like, under my breath, nonstop, for days. I think I was even fasting, if I remember right. And this has nothing to do with my actions. What it was, was the moving of the Holy Spirit. In the middle of talking to them about a dryer, Now, this is a 7.5 cubic capacity dryer. It has the basic things that you're looking for. And I think that this would really fulfill the needs. Do you agree? And I was praying in tongues out loud. And it dawned on me, I had not just been doing it in those couple sentences. I had been doing it all through the presentation and I didn't realize it. But they weren't picking up on it. They didn't hear me. There was no recognition whatsoever That they had heard anything. And they were going, yeah, no, we really think this would be good. Walked up to the till, did up the deal, said thank you very much. You know, um, away they went. I got on the phone with a friend of mine. And, uh, which, remind Mm -hmm. me, I have to call them. uh, Gary Archer. And Gary, I'm on the phone. I'm calling. Because I want to tell him what happened. Because it's hilarious to me. And Gary has this crazy sense of humor that I knew he'd appreciate it. I call. His wife, Brenda, answers. She says, just a second. He's outside kind of looking out the patio doors at the back. I'm not sure what's happening. And she goes and she says, Gary. She's got the phone. I can hear them. Gary, Sean's on the phone for you. And you hear, oh, my. Oh, my. And I said, Brenda? And she's like, Gary, Sean's on the phone. And all of a sudden you hear this sobbing. And I'm thinking, oh my Lord, what's happening? Did something go wrong? You know. So again, I'm praying in tongues. And Brenda says, just a minute, Sean. She kind of muffles the phone. You can hear them talking in the background. And she puts Gary on and she, he says, what are you doing right now? I said, well, I've just been praying in tongues. I had something funny happen and I wanted to share it with you. Well, what happened? So I told him real quick. And I started to chuckle, and he said, stop. This is a sanctified moment. I said, Gary, what are you talking about? He said, while you were doing that, the Lord told me to go and look up into the heavens. And he said, I went on my back porch, I stood at the door, I looked up, and I saw this shiny thing falling from way up in the sky. He said, and it landed right at my feet just when the phone rang. And it was a flake of gold. I said, Pardon me? He said, It's a flake of gold. I said, Oh, come on, Gary. He said, No, it is a flake of gold. I'm not sure what God is saying here, Sean, but I have it here. He later took that down to get tested, and it was a flake of gold. He still has that flake in a little box. Whatever God was doing in that moment, he wanted us to know that we had touched the Holy of Holies as a body. Because it wasn't just me. He could have had that flake manifest in the middle of the store. Right? No. He incorporated the entirety of the body of Christ into the action of recognition of who he was. That then became a declaration on Sunday And it went on to be told. I think Mike Peterson probably still tells that story because it was an amazing story. I know Gary does, right? It's a manifestation of the fullness and the commitment and the promise of God to us when we see things like that. Okay, let's move on. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this view, be on alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains in proclaiming it that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak and then it goes on to give a closing statement. really want those words to rest with everybody today, anybody that's listening to this that you would take solace in it, that you would hear God's voice over my voice I believe that, and it's my heart right now, that we need to find a place of solace and peace daily, because as things get crazier and crazier in this world, and it looks like they're going to get even crazier than what we have right now Also know that there will be spiritual manifestations that will come both good and bad because it seems to be that we are most definitely in the last days. And I believe that we're just at the crux of passing from the birth pains into the end times. And that means that there's going to be spiritual manifestations both of the Lord and of the enemy that are incredibly strong Because it says, if it wasn't for the fact that I shortened the time, even the elect would be deceived. And so we need to stay in the word. We need to be edified. We need to be charged up. We need to put away the false things. We need to put away, understand God's not making a moral statement about your standing with him as much as he is saying, I love you. I want you to be successful. I want the work that I've done to come to complete fruition in your life. And in order for you to do that, here's the guidebook. And these are the instructions. So take it as that. Take it as a loving reproof of where we stand today. So Father, I thank you, Lord, for this word today. I ask you to apply it in my life, in my wife's life, In every life of every member and every voice and every ear that hears it. God, I ask for fulfillment of your word in our lives. I ask that you would give us guidance to be able to pray every day in your spirit with those divine words that you've given us, in that prayer language that you've given us. Father, that we would stay edified that we would stay encouraged, that we would stay in tune with you. That we would put away all of the old, malicious, slighting, and perverse ways. And we thank you for it, in Jesus' name. On a prophetic sense, there is somebody that's listening to this word that doesn't speak in tongues, and you're wondering, well, how does that work? So I would say to you, call myself. If you don't have my number you can ask Jack and Kay for it or call Jack and Kay or any one of the members here in this body. I think everybody can probably help you, guide you, and get you into a place where you can speak in tongues. that's it. I'm done. It's up to you, John. (laughs) Anybody else? The reading? Yeah, we can do that. As we have given back to the Lord a portion of what he has given us, we declare that he teaches us to profit and leads us in the way we should go. The Lord gives us power to make wealth and supplies all our needs according to his riches and glory. We bless Israel and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. As he blesses us, his way becomes known on the earth and his salvation among all nations. Lord, we are believing you for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, debts paid off, and a transfer of wealth, prosperous businesses, our vats filled with oil, and our coffers with gold. Expenses decreased, blessings increased, heavens opened, earth invaded, signs, wonders, miracles, and angelic visitations. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, thank you for more than enough so that we can give into your kingdom, co-labor with heaven, and see Jesus get his full reward.